Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of AW Dynamite on a uh, on uh, Wrestling Now. I'm going to be talking about last week's episode on May nineteenth. Episode, I didn't get a chance to update my uh, update and uh, tell you guys all about it. So I'm going to do it right now, and then later on, hopefully. Before the week's over, I can update and tell you about this week's episode that's actually going to be airing tonight. Now, my podcast probably won't be on the, right after or the next day, but I guarantee you I will have it by this week for you guys. Did, did some moving around this week, but um, this week, last week was actually really awesome. Wrestle Talk kind of like gave it three out of five stars, but you know what? I watched it through and through, and it actually... It is a pretty good show considering the caliber of people they put on it. First match, Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. I really enjoyed it. Um, Christian won with a kill switch. I love that move. I love the name. And then once the match was over, I mean, this was a really great competitive match, Matt Seidel and Christian Cage. Come on. This is kind of the main event if you want to think about it. So Ricky Starks came out after the match, after after Cage won. And then... Um, Basically, he was like, you know, kind of teasing Christian, let him, cutting a promo, telling him that, you know, yeah, this and that, and you made a big mistake, and he called out Team Taz, and it was like, come on, Team Taz, he was looking towards the ramp to see if they were coming out, and they all attacked Matt Seidel and Christian Cage from behind, and came out through, came out through the crowd. It was awesome. Great spot to do that, how they did it. Because both guys are involved with Team Taz. So this storyline kind of involves both characters. I just hope they don't become a tag team and end up doing some dumb shit like that. Like I keep the guys as singles wrestlers, but if they have to go against Team Taz in a tag team match, okay, at will. But not as a as an existing tag team that's going to try and win titles in the future. I don't want that to happen for Cage and Seidel. They're both great singles wrestlers. And then uh, once they were being attacked by Team Taz, Hangman Page came out and tried to save everyone. But, man, Brian Cage came out and the machine, and he just destroyed. I mean, yeah, sure, uh, uh, Hangman had some offense in. He was actually beating down Team Taz until Cage and Hobbs came through. And, man, let me tell you, Cage hit hit him with this beautiful powerbomb to end that whole thing. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to double or nothing between Hangman Page and Christian Cage. I mean, and um, Brian Cage, the machine, Brian Cage. I can't wait for that match. Then we had the Varsity Blondes. Uh, they came out with Julia Hart. That's their new valet now. And um, they cut a little promo about, about you know, about, uh, you know, the, um, the acclaim making, um, actually not the acclaim, but. Just, you know, uh, the Young Bucks talking about the Young Bucks and how they're making fun of their making fun of his dad because, you know, his dad was just on dark side of the ring and everyone's been blowing up Brian Cage, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. about it. And I kind of feel bad for him in a way, but in a way, this kind of builds heat with him. But then at the same time, this is a bad memory that you don't want to you don't want to relive. But I get it, man. This guy has persevered through it all. And I give him so much respect for taking all this as it comes to him. I don't know how it would have reacted. 
Then he had Moxley and Kingston cut a promo about the acclaim and how they made fun of him, how these guys are like two jokers, uh, two joke rap. Well, one's a joke rapper and the other one's his friend. That's pretty cool. The acclaim cut a promo right after that. And um, I guess they were setting up for this match. I guess that's pretty much why they were cutting so much promo. So many vignettes were being cut all at once. Then we had Kingston and Moxley versus... The Acclaim, uh, the number, I believe, number two tag team, or number one, yeah, and in the division, it was, it was, these guys were up there, and uh, eight and two and everything. He came out, the Acclaim came out, you know, uh, oh my God, cut a, he cut a rap about <laughs> Moxley's wife, Renee Paquette, or Renee Young, whatever you want to call her, or Renee... I don't know, Ambrose, or whatever you want to call him, and um, he said he wanted to, he wants to, she wants to, he wants her to, you know, for some oral sessions, and, you know, and, and, uh, right there, I don't even know, I don't know if Moxley really didn't like that or not, I know I wouldn't have, especially after, after the fact that she just had a kid, his kid, and they both had a child, and all that happened, let me tell you, I probably would have ended up almost beating him up for real beating the shit out of him for real for a little bit just for that comment but that's what made this match even even better so many great spots i mean basically kingston and moxley they they pretty much had the momentum three quarters of the match i mean that was theirs and then they finished off um bowens and and Caster with a wheel, uh, well, Caster actually with a wheelbarrow into a paradigm shift. It was dope. Uh, Dean Malenko alert. He had a, Dean Malenko had a little interview with, uh, oh, he was actually talking to Jericho and Alex Barves, interviewed both of them about the uh, challenge made for them, um, made to them from the pinnacle. Jericho didn't say as much. Cut. They were talking mostly about Dean Malenko and how if you don't leave us alone, he's gonna put you in a, mo- a thousand. He's gonna, the, the man's gonna put you in a, a thousand holds because he's the man of a thousand holds. He was. He should have been so much better as a character. Scorpio Sky. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Tony Schiavone was with uh, Scorpio Sky and, and eat, uh, all ego Ethan Page, and it was really cool. Cut up a little promo about. Sting and Darby Allen and how he respected Sting when he first came out, but now he's too old to do whatever he needs to do, and he just he should just retire. Really great promo these two guys cut. I'm surprised these guys are coming coming out as a tag team, but they're great tag team wrestlers. They're not really great singles wrestlers, but except for Scorpio Scott, he's a great singles wrestler, and so is Ethan Page. I mean, I actually let me retract my statement. They're both great singles wrestlers, but Right now, they're better as a tag team because Ethan Page is brand new. He never really got a big name out there for himself, only in Impact Wrestling. But putting himself here on national television will give him that WWE level, like, yeah, pizzazz, nigga. And then you also have Scorpio Sky, which we all know and love. He's going to be a main eventer one day. But for now, this is good for both of them. And then they're both heels, and this is a great move for both guys. So... And when they cut a promo about Sting and Darby, the music started. I don't believe the snow came out, but winter is here. Sting 
came back after two weeks after he got his ass whooped by uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Came out, returned the favor. So did Darby Allen with the skateboard. Tagged both uh, Scorpio and Ethan Page with the skateboard and Stain went off on him. Um, put a put a Scorpion Deathlock on Scorpio Sky in the ring. Scorpio was tapping. Oh, it was a great spot. I love this. I love wrestling. And then we went on to our women's title match. We had Rebel versus Hikaru Shida uh, with Bert Baker ringside. Of course, Hikaru Shida won the match with the uh, stretch muffler. Had Rebel had Rebel tap out with her and her fake injury like usual. And then Britt Baker, after the match, attacked Sheeta and, and then curb stomped her on the title belt and then held the belt up high. I don't know. I have a feeling this is Britt Baker's moment. Should have been her moment over a year ago. But this is going to make for a great pop because there's going to be people in the crowd. All the reason why. All the reason why. Pinnacle, Pinnacle cut a little vignette in a restaurant. This was kind of funny for me. They're all sitting there at the table and drinking wine. It looks like their wine was was depleted a little bit. So they're waiting for the waiter to come pour the wine. Started pouring it out to everyone else. Sean Spears held up his glass, waiting forever. His glass was, I think, the emptiest out of all of them. Then when the then when he, then the waiter looked like he was gonna go to Spears and pour him, he actually poured it out to Dash Dash Howard. And um, that shit was hilarious, man. Scorpius guy, I mean, uh, Sean Spears got up, slammed the waiter's head into the table. <laughs> I was like, I want my drink. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I don't care what they say. That was that was money because it wasn't joke, hokey, jokey. It was just a bunch of guys sitting there cutting a wonderful vignette, looking very horseman, full horseman-esque. Just looking badass. And then... When the waiter didn't acknowledge one of the guys at the table, they whooped his ass. Bro, that shit was dope. Can't be, come on, man. Can't tell me that's not cool. And then they're also reissuing their challenge for the stadium stampede at Double or Nothing, which we're waiting for the inner circle to accept. Kenny Omega and Don Callis cut a little promo. Uh, they were hanging out with Orange Cassidy, brought him a little contract, asking him to taking consideration this contract where you know he got hurt the other day they showed the clip about how him getting knocked out and they say you know this contract would ensure you a future title opportunity if you don't wrestle at dumb or nothing <laughs> you know orange cassidy does he tears the contract very slowly it was hilarious and then kenny omega said wait he didn't even read it that's that was the that was the only point he made that was hilarious and then hey of course Fortunately, they had a backup contract. Told him to take their, t- told him Cassie to take his time. Just you know, take your time. Let us know. You know, you're gonna get a future title shot. But if you sign this, you know, you don't have to wrestle a double or nothing. So, this is pretty cool. Of course, Art Cassidy said no. He's gonna, he's gonna wrestle at double or nothing. That's gonna make it awesome. And then um, the inner circle accepts. They all they all came out in the ring. Um, 
one in a segment after the in the segment after the R, the Omega Don Callis Orange Cassidy segment, we had Inner Circle come out to the ring and they accepted Inner Circle's challenge for seeing them stampede at Double or Nothing. Then we had uh, um, Mark Sterling Esquire come out for two straight weeks trying to uh, sign Kate J. Carhill. He wants to be her agent. I don't know what's that all about. I don't know this guy. He's kind. He kind of reminds me of Rob Sterling. Uh, of uh, Rob Sterling, the guy from uh, uh, T. Uh, I'm sorry, WWE NXT. Robbie E, of course, aka Robbie E. And um, yeah, very similar character. We'll see where that goes. Jade denied him once again, and let's see what happens again next week. Then we had a. NWA women's title match. We had Red Velvet, number one contender, excuse me, number five contender versus Serena Deeb, the NWA champions. Really, this was such a great match, and this really profiled and highlighted Red Velvet to the status where she needs to be because for an up-and-coming wrestler who's never wrestled before, with green behind the ears, she gave Serena Deeb a great match and sold all her moves. So Serena Deeb won this match. But, man, this, I give Red Velvet so much respect. Our next match was Austin Gunn versus Anthony Ogogo of the Night Factory. Austin Gunn of the Nightmare Family. Arn Anderson was on Austin Gunn's corner. And, of course, you had the whole Nightmare Factory on Anthony Ogogo's corner. I mean, Anthony Ogogo pretty much destroyed Austin Gunn. I mean, they're making Anthony Ogogo look like a monster. He punched Austin Gunn in the first time, in the gut the first time, barely got up. Second time, blood spit out blood. The second time, just got to it, just barely got to his feet, and you saw. I thought the blood was coming from Anthony Gogo, but it actually came from Austin Gunn when he hit him, when he punched him in the gut. Then Anthony Gogo hit him, punched him a third time. I never seen anyone last three for three punches. This is Austin Gunn is the toughest motherfucker I've ever seen because he lasted through a third punch. Oh, third punch, he got knocked the fuck out. And the match was called stoppage, knockout, the ultra, the ultra punch. That was so. I mean, that was so badass. I can't say any more about that. And then. We had the main event, the Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart ringside. Um, yeah, the, the Varsity Blondes look so much better now as a tag team, more comfortable, very relaxed, very comfortable in their skin as a tag team. And they gave the Bucks such a great, great main event. Um, love, love fortunately, the Bucks won because of, uh, you know, they're the Bucks. They're the elite, and they had to cheat. They had uh, what was the name? Brandon Cutler using spray cans everywhere. He threw in a couple of spray cans, hit Matt Jackson with it, and he was going to attack. Uh, he was going to attack Brian Pillman with it, but then Julia Hart got in the way, got the referee's attention, and had the referee take away one of the cans, and Cutler threw in another can. This time. Sprayed it in Julia Hart's eyes to keep her distracted. Then sprayed it in Garrison's face. And then, of course, Bucks win their match. Ah, they stole the match. But 
you know, uh, Moxley, and um, this had to end in, a, in such a great note. We had Moxley and Kingston come out after the match was over, incapacitated the Young Bucks, made a, hit them both. Eddie Kingston did a rear check, rear naked, uh, rear naked chokehold, and John Moxley hit Matt Jackson with the sleeper, knocked them both out, and then afterwards they stole both their shoes and their socks. Way to finish the show, guys. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, man. I was actually that was actually for me. I thought that was actually pretty funny. But yeah, man, they stole their shoes. So that's my show. Everything came out amazing. This was for me. This is a great show, and I can't wait to talk about this week's episode. Thank you all for listening. I'm gonna try and update everything. Thank you all so much. Have a great day.